Welcome to Tony Steak Podcast. Welcome to the Tony Steak Podcast, episode 198. I'm Sean, and joined with me, we have Off-Road Touchdown Andy. Thank you. I like the idea of touchdowns. They're fun. Oh, yeah. But uh, thank you for tuning in. Hit that subscribe button and share with a friend. And uh, look for our uh, best of 2020 to be coming out soon. Uh, you'll see it soon, I guess. I, I don't know when we're going to have it released, but it's uh, it's in the works. We've been talking about it uh, for the last couple weeks, and uh, we're going to be making this one happen. But this is our sports pod, so what do you say we just jump into some NFL, Andy? Yeah, we're going to start with the NFL this week because uh, the times are changing in the sports world. There's more um, sports. Yeah, so it's a little out of uh, the ordinary for us. But starting with the NFL, um, I want to talk a bit about uh, last Thursday's game. Uh, not, a, not a really important game for the NFL playoff picture, but important to me. <clears throat> the L.A. Chargers uh, played on Thursday night against the uh, former L.A. Raiders, current Las Vegas Raiders, uh, two teams that do not, you know, like each other, a, a historic rivalry. Um, Chargers have had a pretty bad season, but you knew they're going to want to win this game. They weren't uh, playing for draft position at all here. Um, and it was um, fun and infuriating at the same time. Uh, Derek Carr got hurt pretty early, but uh, his replacement, Marcus Mariota, who you know, won a Heisman Trophy, was one of the best college quarterbacks I've ever seen. Uh, he stepped in and was fantastic for the Raiders. That was uh, fun to see. He's, a, he's more of a runner. Uh, he was he had nine carries for 88 yards in that game. That, that's uh, The Chargers were not prepared to try to defend against a running quarterback, and uh, he made them pay. Um, and, you know, at the end, it was uh, just a shit show. Uh, if you happen to see it, just the team, it seemed like neither team wanted to win. Uh, teams making turnovers, teams, Chargers missed two field goals in the last three minutes, I think. Uh, both Oof. ones that would have won the game. Uh, so the game ended up going to overtime, uh, where Las Vegas looked great when Mar- marched all the way down the field and then settled for a field goal, which allowed the Chargers to win it with a touchdown at the end. Uh, very exciting. <laughs> For their rookie quarterback, another great game for him, over 300 yards and the game-winning uh, touchdown on a just a little QB sneak. Um, but the story of the one of the stories coming from the game was that maybe the Chargers should not fire their coach, who is terrible, uh, because look, they won; they've won two in a row now. Um, that should not be <laughs> the story. There were a ton of terrible calls from the coaching staff this this game i think at one point herbert was 10 for 10 uh, throwing and on the ground they had like 12 carries for 20 yards but they still just insist like well we gotta we gotta be a running team we gotta be tough we're just they, that is not their team that is not their personnel uh they have good receivers and they have a great young quarterback they should be throwing the ball stop trying to run um and in the fourth quarter when it was a close game uh their quarterback herbert only had one passing attempt and that included those two uh, drives that had the missed field goals, where, um, where one of them they they ran the they were they were in field goal range and they ran the ball twice and then they decided to to throw it on third down, which is like just keep if you're gonna always run it, maybe run it again. And they the worst thing happened is they there was a sack, 
Um, then there's another possession where they, after a turnover, they were like deep in there. And again, they didn't let Herbert do anything and ended up missing a field goal again. And it just, the, he coaches. So Anthony Lynn, their, their coach, he coaches as if he's coaching a different team, like with a strong running game and a good kicker. And it's, it's not hard. Any fan can, can tell you, no, that's not what the team is. And I don't understand, um, that's got to be a, a skill of a coach. They got to know the strengths and weaknesses of their own team, and he doesn't seem to understand. Um, so, despite winning these two games against teams that aren't that good, uh, he should not keep his job. So, mm-hmm. so, let's end that. You started a petition, right? Uh, I mean, there's been multiple petitions already. I don't need to be involved in that. So, I mean, who knows? I, I think if. If he doesn't get fired this offseason, the like 92 fans will be very upset. But I don't know what else they can do. I guess we'll see. Yeah, so uh, elsewhere, um, the Falcons, who lost the Chargers last week, had another uh, brilliant uh, blown game, uh, this time to Tampa Bay. And I think it was their third time blowing a 17-point lead this season. Uh, it was... They're just executing on these perfectly. They don't want to win any games. They're four and ten right now, um, but they're probably actually a pretty solid team. But now they're going to get that good draft position at four and ten. So uh, they're they're doing they're making all the right moves here. So congratulations to them. Uh, the Patriots lost to the Dolphins, which was expected. But what it did mean is that uh, they were officially eliminated from the playoffs and also. Uh, will finish with at least eight losses. So they will not be above 500 uh, for the first time in like 21 years or something, or maybe 20. Ouch. Um, and it was one of the longest streaks in NFL history, but I don't think it was the longest. So uh, that franchise does not get to, you know, break that record. So uh, it's a, it, it is an end of an era. They're, Patriots are not very good. And that's not something I could have said since, you know, I was a child. So yeah, pretty crazy. crazy. Uh, the Bears won again. They're seven and seven, and they're they're still alive in the playoff hunt. That's that's nice. I think the Bears are an important NFL team. That they're just never they're never really all that good, but they, I think they have good fans. So uh, that's nice that they're alive for another week here. Um, the Ravens destroyed the Jaguars. Not not that surprising. Uh, but what it means is that the Jaguars remained with one win. So they were the second worst team because, of course, the New York Jets had zero wins on the season. And so the New York Jets were in a great position to uh, draft a top prospect this next year, Trevor Lawrence, who uh, we'll talk a bit about him a little later. Uh, but he's the consensus top uh, prospect, probably the best quarterback prospect since Andrew Luck, and maybe even better than him. Um, and the Jets, all they had to do was not win a game, and he was there, theirs. Uh, well, wow. this week, the Jets were playing the first-place Rams in L.A., so it didn't. It looked like uh, they'd hold on to that number one draft pick slot, right? I mean, the, the Rams coming into the game were 9-4, and four, a dominant defense, going against a team that's 0-13. That's pretty easy. I think Vegas had the line at like 17.5 points. Um, so it was really just a question, would the Rams cover that or, you know, would, would it be a closer game? Um, well, actually it turned out the Rams, the Rams lost. 
uh, that's that's a big deal for them, and much should be made about that. Uh, they dropped it to second place in their their division, but the real story here is the Jets won a game, and now due to tiebreakers, are set to draft second, not first. The Jacksonville Jaguars can draft Trevor Lawrence, leaving the Jets with their pick of whoever else is left, but. None of them are Trevor Lawrence. None of them are this uh, once-in-a-generation prospect. Uh-huh. And it's just crazy that this this would happen after such a miserable season for the Jets that it looks at, like at the end they're still not even going to get that, that, that prize they wanted. Um, although I am annoyed by their fan base thinking as they're the mo- most tortured ever. Um, there's a lot of fan bases out there who uh, have struggled – uh, not just recently, but like the last 50 years, <laughs> just like the Jets. So the Jets haven't won a Super Bowl since 1969 or something uh, with Joe Namath. But, um, uh, the Vikings have never won a Super Bowl. The Chargers have never won a Super Bowl. The Arizona Cardinals have never won a Super Bowl. The Jaguars crazy. Have- <laughs> so there's a lot of teams out there that are uh, suffering. And uh, yeah, the Jets are one of them, but they're not the only one. And I don't. I don't think their fans should all feel like they're the the, the most tortured. Um, plenty of suffering to go around. Although I did, I did see a good uh, clip going around this week from uh, I think it was the, the last this last season of uh, Curb, where like one of Larry's friends actually just kills himself because. Oh of the yeah. <laughs> so uh, I mean that that's that's how they feel. I mean there's just there's a lot more of them. They they play in New York. Uh, I don't know if you know it, but. Um, New York City is the biggest city in the United States. Good to know. So, yeah, you learn something here. Spot has uh, it all. Yeah. And then uh, I think the, the other big game here this week was Chiefs-Saints, and that was because uh, the two teams leading their conference. That's pretty rare to see uh, both conference leaders meet this late in the season. And uh, I think the game didn't disappoint. It was in New Orleans. It was Drew Brees' first game back, so... It wasn't like they were uh, they weren't favored at all in this game, which is surprising. They're usually favored at home, but um, it was pretty good. The Saints' defense is is for real, and that doesn't really matter that much. Patrick Mahomes will get it done. He'll score points on you, uh, but they did a good job. They they allowed thirty two, but it wasn't um, like a devastating amount. Uh, and the Saints were able to keep the game within reach uh, the whole way. Uh, they did take the lead at one point, but. It was a good game, and I, I think it could be a Super Bowl. It was my Super Bowl pick last year, but the Saints seem to have uh, – they always disappoint in the playoffs uh, as of late, and uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens this year. I mean, they're they're going to be one of the favorites. I think they're still the best team in the NFC. Um, it was a nice little preview. And maybe it'll be their year. wasn't the best Saints could play, but it wasn't the best the Chiefs could play either. Um. So rather than going to other games here, I just want to do a quick little recap of the playoffs where they stand. Uh, the Bills already clinched the AFC East. And then um, AFC North, the Steelers haven't clinched, but they've clinched a playoff spot already. And they're, uh, they're a game and a half over Cleveland right now because Pittsburgh is playing at this moment right now. But they're playing the Cincinnati Bengals, so they, sh- they should win. So uh, it's likely the Steelers will have a two-game lead with two two to play. Um, so they'll probably win the division. In the AFC South, the Titans and Colts are tied. Um, 
<clears throat> with the Titans holding the tiebreaker currently. Both these teams should uh, make the playoffs still, but that is important. Which one gets the the division? And uh, I don't know right now. I think they're yeah. And this is the year where any any of it you never know could happen. Yeah, uh, AFC West has uh, been over for a long time. Uh, Kansas City clinched that division a while ago, uh, thirteen and one. They hold a pretty big lead over everyone else here. Um, and then, the, yeah, the wild cards in contention are uh, Miami, Cleveland, Baltimore, and then either the Colts or Titans, which everyone loses that uh, division. And right now Miami and Baltimore are tied at 9-5, and five, but I think uh, Baltimore is going to win out here and uh, take that last spot. Um, although if Miami could win out, they do play the Bills the last game of the year, but the Bills may have already locked everything up that they needed. So I don't know. I think Baltimore, Baltimore does win out and make make the playoffs. Uh, they're going to be um, one of those teams that everyone's gonna be like, you know, they could do it. They might be the seventh seed, but they can do it. So I just want to get ahead of that early and say I think they can do it. Calling it here, folks. Yeah, and then the NFC. Everyone lost in the NFC East, but Dallas, which means Dallas is still alive, only a game back. Uh, Washington still has six wins. Uh, NFC North, another division that's been over for a while. Green Bay is 11-3 and three and uh, is now in sole possession of first place in the NFC after the Saints lost. So uh, we'll see if that holds up if they get the number one seed in the conference, which, again, matters more this year because of only the number one seed gets a bye. Uh, in the South, the Saints are leading the Bucks by one game. Uh, both teams should still make the playoffs regardless of what happens in that division. And then in the NFC West, the Seahawks have a one-game lead over the Rams, who have a one-game lead over the Cardinals. So the Cardinals are still in uh, contention for the wild card. I believe they're um, – I mean, they are in the last wild card spot at this moment. Uh, they would need to lose a game, at least one game, and the Bears would have to win two in order to come back. So that's that's the scenario for the Bears uh, making the playoffs, which – I don't think it's likely. I think Arizona is going to win uh, next week, home against the Niners, who aren't very good right now. So I think we're going to see the Arizona Cardinals back in the playoffs, and the Bears will not make it. But that'll be fun, at least for another week for Chicago. Can enjoy their time now. Yeah. So uh, all so many teams making the playoffs. It's crazy. Like, what would it be like if a team or a sport had, like, only four teams make the playoffs? That point might as well just, ah, you all get to come. I mean, only four teams. I think the, if you're number five, you got to be pretty upset, right? you got to be pissed. Yeah. Well, that's what seems to happen every year in college football. Oh. Only a four-game playoff. Uh, whoever's there instead of number five, it's like, what did I do wrong? Um, and this year, it's Texas A&M. Uh, and I guess what Texas A&M did wrong this year was that uh, they lost 52-24 to 24 to Alabama, which is, you know, there's no shame in that. Alabama's great. They're undefeated. They're number one. Um, but it sucks for Texas A&M that that loss kind of knocked them out, while Clemson and Notre Dame both finished with one loss and are, are still in it. So, yeah, the final uh, rankings here for the college football playoff, uh, Alabama number one, Clemson two, Ohio State three, Notre Dame four. So, yeah, after what happened uh, this past week, uh, the conference championship games, Clemson beat Notre Dame pretty easily. Um, 
and Notre Dame is still going to end up being in the final playoff here. Um, some people said they should be eliminated because of that, that clearly they're in a different league than these teams. And I think it's, I think it's true. Notre Dame has been in the playoff before and it didn't work out for them. Uh, they're, they're a good team, but Alabama and Clemson are just so much, so far ahead of everyone. So I think, um, I think this is, this is the seventh year of the playoff and Alabama and Clemson have made it six times. So again, remember what I said, there's only four teams out of the 120 something college football teams that make the playoff. Yeah. Alabama and Clemson have made it six out of the seven years. And then the third team here, Ohio state has made it four out of the seven years. Um, it's really become a joke. College football is just, you know, you know, who's good like right away. And it's the same teams over and over. Um, it would have been nice to see someone like Texas A&M get in. And they, they then haven't. they get to the, where they're like too big to fail. It's like, well, everyone just, the good people want to go to those schools cause they yeah. know they're going to be good. It snowballs. It's like, you know, well, these are the teams. If you want to be in the playoff, uh, you got to play for these teams because they're the ones who make it every year. And then, you know, Ohio state gets all of the good recruits in the Midwest. And, I mean, there's so many good recruits in the South that 11 schools can, can you know, uh, share them, but Alabama still gets the best ones. And so you're left with, like, Florida and Georgia, both top 10 teams this year, but uh, neither in Alabama's class. So, Huh. So, yeah, that's that's what happened with the, uh, the playoff there. Um, more locally, uh, USC was playing for the Pac-12 uh, title, and uh, they did not win it. So they did lose to Oregon. So they USC just wasn't really that good this year, despite a five and zero record. But they they just kept winning these games really close. Like they they had a miracle to beat Arizona, who um, was just miserable this year. Arizona just got dominated by every other team they played this season. Zero uh, five record in total. Um, but USC they were competitive. So. Um, I think USC just really wasn't that good. It's just uh, in a little short season like that, um, five and zero is possible. Uh, but I also I think it means the Pac-12 North has won seven of eight Pac-12 championship games. USC uh, a few years back was the only team to actually win from the South, so that's kind of a problem there. But it's uh, UCLA and the Arizonas aren't uh, pulling their weight here. Mm-hmm. They're bringing it in. Yeah, um, and another weird bit of news here from the college football thing. Uh, the Rose Bowl was going to be one of the um, playoff games, one of the semifinal games. I forgot which one it was, but um, they were set to be one of the games. So on New Year's Day, um, I don't know if you know this, but California um, has more strict limitations due to the coronavirus than most states. Didn't they cancel uh, Christmas and New Year's? Um, yeah, when they canceled the Rose Bowl. So the Rose Bowl this year will not be played at the Rose Bowl. It'll be kind of confusing, but it'll still be called the Rose Bowl, but it'll be played, uh, I believe, AT&T Stadium in Dallas. Whoa. Um, Where they have freedom. I highly doubt the parade is still happening, um, but there will not be a game either. And uh, that was due to California basically saying, Fuck you. You can't have you. Not only can you not have fans, you can't have like anyone. You can't have your families come to the game. Um, so NCAA is like, well, then fuck you. Like, yeah. we, They're like, hey, look, we know that there's a vaccine coming, but still. 
How about we all just get the vaccine right before? Um, that would be a, <laughs> that would be like riots if they just gave them all to like college football players. Need them the least, especially when the season is like literally over. Pretty soon. Yeah, Any more the, college football talk? Well, just yeah, the matchups are Alabama Notre Dame, which was a title game. Like uh, I think the last BCS title game before this playoff. Uh, which is a blowout from Alabama. And then Clemson-Ohio State, a rematch from last year, uh, this is the other semifinal. So, And that's the two top quarterbacks. That is Trevor Lawrence of Clemson. Remember I talked about him? So he is uh, heading into the end of his college career. Uh, two more games at the most, but he will be facing off against um, Fields of Ohio State, who's the uh, number two rated prospect. So... Um, That'll be cool to see them both go against each other um, again. After last year, they also went against each other. So, um, and then that, we still got a bowl season, which starts tomorrow or today. Um, if you're, when you're listening to this, uh, we got Tulane versus Nevada playing in Albertson Stadium in Boise, Idaho. This is the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. Is that like a Vons? Uh, it's an Albertsons. It's a different one. So wow. we got. Um, BYU, who had a pretty great season, is playing in the RoofClaim.com Boca Raton Bowl in Boca Raton, Florida. So RoofClaim? RoofClaim.com. That's the sponsor. I'm unfamiliar. Uh, they do roofing. and <laughs> That's great. Uh, so these are the kinds of games that are, are going to be uh, there. I feel bad for BYU. They, did, they were 10-1. They were really good. Uh, but that's that's there's not a lot of teams wanting to play bowls. A lot of teams took themselves out of contention for bowls. So it's a lot of like little schools, uh, Louisiana Tech, Georgia Southern. That seems to be every single year those two teams play in a bowl. Uh, Buffalo versus Marshall. That's a good one. Coastal Carolina is playing Liberty University in the Camping World Stadium. Uh, the FBC Mortgage Cure Bowl. That's what that one's called. These are real. Yeah, where's the Bourbon Bowl at? Uh, yeah, the only the ball you dogs. Uh, oh, the Radiance Technology Independence Bowl was just straight up canceled. The Army was going to play in that one. Um, it looks like every bowl is played in either Florida or Texas. <laughs> uh, they're the new boom towns. Bring it on. Anything that's canceled in your state, just come on in. They're like they're- it's like the uh, they're like the Burning Man of states. Yeah. They're going to have Burning Man there, probably. That'll be a big Zoom meeting. Oh, the Duke's Mayo Bowl on December 30th. So watch out for that one. There's a mayonnaise bowl. Yeah. yeah these are these are these are not great. Not great. Um, I'm sure they get some pretty good uh, primo freebies there. Yeah. Uh, one to look for. I mean, January 1st is always when the, the, the biggest games are. Uh, the Peach Bowl this year, Cincinnati and Georgia. Cincinnati was 9-0 and uh, and d- didn't even have a chance of making the playoff because they don't play in a big conference. But uh, maybe we'll see them in a uh, with a big bowl, ga- bowl game victory. Uh, Northwestern was 6-2 and this year. That was their best record ever, it seems like. Uh, they'll be playing in the Citrus Bowl. So check that out on, on uh, New Year's Day. Yeah, and then the, uh, the two semifinals. Um, our New Year's Day, so pretty good. Are we ready to talk some uh, NBA? 
Yeah, let's do it. I mean, this is it's what we've been waiting for. All these this long, long off season of like forty five days. I mean, doesn't it seem like the Lakers won like three weeks ago? Pretty much. Yeah, it's it's crazy, but uh, it is upon us. Uh, we've got basketball tomorrow again. Tomorrow, as we're recording today, maybe for you uh, at four o'clock, you get to watch the Brooklyn Nets and the Golden State Warriors uh, play. Uh, no Draymond, I saw already, so that's a problem because we're really hoping for some like Draymond nut punching against Durant. Yeah, he's probably so like frustrated he just like accidentally broke his thumb or something. Yeah, he was so hyped up for this. He's like, oh, my God, Durant's balls are mine. I can't wait. <laughs> um, but uh, we won't get to see it, so that's too I bad. I do see that uh, Brooklyn's favored by almost eight points, uh, and that'll be a lot to do with uh, Thompson being out again. Yeah, uh, a lot of uh, the like numbers people are not very high on the Warriors this year um, because we don't even know what Steph Curry is going to be like. He's, he can uh, break his hand again. Yeah, I mean he's injury prone, but also he hasn't played in a while, and he's he's thirty two. He's he's maybe he's not a guy who will, who will start to decline this early, but it could happen sooner than later. We don't really know. Thirty two is is older for the NBA, so I mean you can't expect him to be the same guy he was five years ago. But I don't even know what he'll be like this year. So yeah, uh, and do we have a, a return date for Thompson? Oh, I think he's just, he's gone. Jeez, that's crazy. Yeah, I think, wasn't it another Achilles? I thought it was, but I wasn't certain. Yeah, I tried to find them by looking up their roster, and they don't even put them on the roster. Wow. <laughs> or the depth chart. They're like, uh, no. Uh, but James Wiseman will be playing in that game. He was the number two pick. Be uh, interesting to see how he plays. But 7 o'clock tomorrow is Clippers-Lakers, which has got to be a, a really hyped game. Uh, the Lakers so much, are favored by two and a half points. Yeah, so much offseason intrigue with these teams. Uh, all the, the little moves they made. Montrez switching teams, going from, from the Clippers to the Lakers. Uh, you know, how are the Lakers going to work in? Pau Gasol, not Pau Gasol, <laughs> the other Gasol, Marc Gasol. Uh, but I'm sure Pau Gasol will be there watching. Yeah. But, uh, how is that going to work? He's he's older. How is Serge Ibaka going to work for the Clippers? Um, and then today, an uh, interesting story is the the guy who writes about the Clippers uh, for the Athletic, who wrote like all those stories about all the uh, problems in the locker room. Uh, he announced today that he will no longer be writing about the Clippers and he'll be writing about the Lakers instead. So, uh, I mean, I don't, it's a, it's a promotion. I mean, I'm I'm not afraid to admit that that's a promotion writing about the Lakers, especially in a year where they're the defending champions. But yeah. Uh, Strange. A lot of Clippers fans were not happy with him and his reporting. Yeah, just jumping a ship. That's uh, yeah, rude. Now he's gone. But uh, what I want to do now is uh, go through the divisions here and pick the winners. So you can be involved in this. This will be fun. Yeah. So do you want to start off with uh, the Atlantic Conference in the in the East? I'm going early. I'm picking Brooklyn. All right. So, yeah, this division is Toronto, Boston, Philly, Brooklyn, and the Knicks. Uh, Toronto won it or last year. what if I do an outlier and go the Knicks? That would be uh, something. 
Oh, they've got Obi Toppin now. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Uh, this is a really good division. I think Toronto. Toronto won it last year, and after everyone picked against them, and I think everyone's going to pick against them again because they lost uh, Gasol and Ibaka, two veteran uh, big men that they had. Um, so I don't, I don't like them, but uh, I I'm I'm going with Philly with Doc Rivers in his first year there. Um, the addition of Seth Curry um, will make a little bit of a difference. Yeah, uh, it yeah. could be exactly what they're you know needing. I think yeah, I think Doc Rivers will do well in his uh, first season here. So uh, yeah, they got Seth Curry and Danny Green. So two guys going to hit threes um, could help out. And I think Doc will do a better job with Tobias Harris, who he uh, got good numbers out of when that little stretch he was with the Clippers. So that is my Atlantic pick. Uh, the Central, so that's the uh, the Bucks, the Pacers, the Bulls, Pistons, and Cavs. I got to stick with uh, Milwaukee. Yeah, and there's there's not really another choice here. Uh, Milwaukee probably got better. They got Drew Holiday uh, in for Eric Bledsoe, and that was kind of the big move they made. Um, and I, I think they're gonna they're gonna want to you know come out hot again. I think I think they're tired of the uh, the doubt, and I mean they got to get it done in the playoffs. Doesn't matter what happens in the regular season, but I still think they'll be uh, really good. Uh, the rest of this division is still really bad. Detroit had a very strange offseason. Cleveland, I don't think, even made a move of note at all. No. The Pacers, um, as well, didn't make a big move. Uh, they're, they're running back that same team from last year. Um, but that's they're not even close to Milwaukee. All right, so the Southeast, uh, we've got Miami, Orlando, Charlotte, uh, Washington, and Atlanta. I gotta say, I like my Miami. I think uh, Heroes a, a year older. I think they they could be a pretty good team this year. Yeah, there's no reason to think that they won't be better than they were last year. So last year they won this division by 11 games, and they ended up making a good run to the finals here. And a, yeah, a lot of a lot of their talent is is young. Hero and Adebayo are young. Um, I know they they lost Jay Crowder, who was important for them, but. Uh, they're still really, really good. And I don't see any of these teams getting like that much better. Washington will be fun to watch to see how that works with uh, Russ there. Um, the Magic seem to be the same team every year where they're just like, they would not even be a playoff contender uh, other than they're playing in the bad Eastern Conference. But Yeah. I, it would be fun to see them make like a run. It's like Orlando made, won like 45 games. And then, yeah, Atlanta, Atlanta made a bunch of moves this year. Um, bringing in uh, Danilo and uh, Rondo and Bogdan Bogdanovic. Uh, we'll have to see how that all works. That that's I don't see that thing working year one. You know, bringing in those guys, mixing them with the young guys they have. That's more of a year two thing. So we'll see in twenty twenty two how that works out. Yeah. All right, moving on to the Western Conference. We got the Northwest. We got. Denver, Oklahoma City, Utah, Portland, and Minnesota. You know, this one's kind of tricky. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say Denver. Yeah. Uh, I have to pick against Denver because my team lost to them last time, so I will say Utah. Uh, Denver is say Portland, but I just don't see it yet. I, I, don't like, I don't like Portland as much as a lot of people do. 
Uh, Denver is going to get back Will Barden, who was injured in the playoffs, but they did lose uh, Jeremy Grant. Um, I don't think Denver was as good or as good as they looked in that series against the Clippers. I think that was them like playing their best right there with with Jokic. It's hard yeah. to see that you know holding up over a whole season. Oklahoma City is going to be just terrible this year. Uh, but I'm going with Utah, who disappointed I think last year. But Gobert just got paid. I think they're committing to this team uh, longer term now. He's still got the antibodies. He's good to go. Yeah, uh, I think they'll. I think they'll have a better season this year. And then yeah, Minnesota's work in progress. We'll see. All right, Pacific Division. That is L.A. and L.A. Of course, the Phoenix Suns, the Sacramento Kings, and the Golden State Warriors. Yeah, let's throw everyone for a loop and go uh, Phoenix. Yeah. Of course not. No, I got to go. I don't know. This is going to be tricky because with all these trades, you don't know how either one of these are going to do. I mean, obviously, you're going to go Clippers. I'll go Lakers, but I think you know where I fall. I like both teams, and I always argue that I like the Clippers more because, well, I can watch them on TV. Yeah, but, I mean, this is, this is a toss-up because I think this is the two top teams in the conference still. And it, we always said, like, last year it wouldn't matter that, uh, like, home court because if these two teams played each other, like, who cares? It's the same arena. And then we neither game – none of their games are played in L.A., but then yeah. also the Clippers didn't even meet the Lakers in the playoffs. Um, maybe we will, we will get that this year. That's what and people want won't matter it doesn't matter who has the better record so um but yeah I'll, I'll to be consistent i will say the clippers again uh, i think it matters more to them to have a better regular season than it does for the lakers lakers have nothing to prove so yeah it'll be interesting to see how the the suns do the suns got chris paul they feel like they're ready to make a difference in the conference i think they can w- get one of the lower seeds but they're not a top tier team yet. Yeah, they're still kind of baking in the oven. Yeah. And then the last division here is the Southwest. So this is the Texas division, Houston, Dallas, San Antonio, Memphis, and New Orleans. I mean, this is a tough one for me. I'm going to go, I guess, Houston, just because it's Harden shooting the ball the whole time. Yeah. I'm I'm struggling with this one, but I if I want to make my one bold one here, what about Memphis? They weren't that far away uh, from Houston last year. I don't know what to make of Houston. Uh, I think their roster they would be the favorite in this division, but yeah, they're in turmoil. So maybe maybe that'll be good, or maybe it'll be devastating. Dallas should be. Still on the upswing? I I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I'd like to see it another season. I think they're they're at a huge risk of players going out with uh, Porzingis. Who knows if when how he'll play and how many games he'll play? And well, they uh, still have a healthy little baby Dirk. Yeah, I mean they've got, they've got the best young guy. He is year three. Damn and, fun to watch. Yeah, so I'm going with I'm going with Memphis. Well, they should uh, dedicate it to Tom T. Hall. Yeah. He wrote, that's how I got to Memphis. Okay. Well, anything else to uh, 
add to uh, the NBA? No, just uh, enjoy it. I know we're we're already here. It's crazy. Yeah, I mean, what's what's Wednesday's slate looking like? Every other team must play. Yeah, that yeah, that'll a lot. Bunch of fucking games there. Get to see some. That uh, looks work. like uh, early on in the bubble. Yeah, and then of course our our nice little Christmas treat. Uh, Zion Williamson at nine in the morning. If he's still healthy by then, we don't we don't we don't know for sure. Yeah, that, that's a toss up. You never know. And to play a game, so. Well, yeah, it's uh, going to be an exciting week. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, anything to add before we wrap up this uh, sports pod? No, we we covered it all. Yeah, we had a range there. Well, you've been listening to uh, episode 198 of the Tony's Take podcast. I'm Sean, and joined with me, we had Off-Road. Ho, 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 Andy. Goodbye. We'll see you later.